Hello, welcome to episode number three of the Black Format Podcast. My name is Camilo Bejarano, and today we have a great conversation with Texas-based designer, illustrator, and father, Ryan Marshall. On this show, we really go into the world of this prolific and talented artist, where we talk about his day-to-day at Alvin Bits. We also gain insight on some of his projects and much more. So without further ado, let's jump on to the conversation. Hey Ryan, how's it going? Uh, it's going great. Cool. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Um, yeah, so to start, can you tell us a little bit more about you, like where you live, where you work, and what you're doing? Yeah, so um, so right now, uh, me and my family uh, reside in uh, Grapevine, Texas, uh, which is basically just outside Dallas, uh, Texas. Um, we've only been here for a short while, though, but we're pretty much originally from uh, the Northwest in Portland, Oregon, and that's where uh, me and my wife like have lived pretty much 98% of our lives, but we're, we're here in Texas now. Um, and I work for an agency, a mobile agency in downtown Dallas called Oven Bits. Um, and yeah, I guess we're just a kind of a software agency, um, you know, shop. We build um, apps for iOS and Android. Um, we also do um, web stuff. Um, that's kind of like the, our bread and butter, I guess. It's kind of what I'm working on most of the time. Nice. So um, you guys do like client apps or is it just like your own apps and then like? Um, yeah, so so the company is pretty much um, kind of has two different divisions essentially right now. One is mm-hmm. kind of our product division, which is um, you know our own products. Um, it's it's kind of uh, our own babies and kind of the things that we want to try to push out there. Um, the other side is basically you know client services. So that's essentially anybody comes to us and says, "Hey, I want you to build an app, or I want you to you know work on this website, or I want." You know, something like that. So that's kind of how the the company's um, kind of set up right now. Gotcha. Very cool, man. Um, so, uh, what was your background like, um, like in terms of schooling and like? Um, so you went, you lived in Portland for like ninety eight percent of your life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you did you like go to school there? Like, yeah, um, yeah. So I kind of, um, I mean, I grew up. Uh, definitely drawing. Like drawing was just like my thing from when yeah. I was a, a, always. Um, I love to draw, and I guess um, when I was in high school, I kind of had to, you know, like anybody, try to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And I kind of told myself, um, I guess in high school, I was kind of int- introduced to graphic design, but I, I essentially uh, thought. Oh, I I can't draw for a living. I should probably be a graphic designer because then I can kind of utilize my illustration skills and stuff, and then kind of you know do design. So I um, I uh, wanted to. I remember looking at some different schools, um, and I really wanted to go to a couple couple different schools. There's one in Southern California. Um, I can't actually remember the name of it now, but there there's a really good school. Um, in the northwest in Portland called um, oh man it's so good I, I can't even remember the name um, it's uh, no worries man 
Uh, oh, Pacific Northwest College of Art and Design. So it's a it's a really good school uh, in the Northwest. But unfortunately, I just did not have the dollars to do that. Um, so uh, my dad actually helped me um, find a program. It was kind of interesting. So I went to a community college um, called Mount Hood Community College, uh, just outside of Portland. And they had a graphic design program. It was a two-year program. Um, but the thing we liked about it really was uh, it was a restricted entry program, so they really tried to get um, people that were um, really in, really wanted to be, you know, designers, wanted to be there, not just they want, they were going to school because they didn't know what they wanted to do with their lives and they weren't going to really focus. And um, the actual, the professors there um, were actually the same professors that were at the Pacific Northwest College of Art and Design. So we essentially got a lot of the same you know, teaching and stuff at a fraction of the cost, so it was really great. So um, I went there, I basically just went there for two years and, and really got uh, more or less a traditional, you know, kind of graphic design uh, degree, Swiss, you know, kind of the Swiss design with, you know, print design, old school design, um, and then just had a little bit of uh, kind of web stuff in there, and um, but that was that was kind of my only schooling, it was really two years there and I just got my associates there. Oh wow, that's awesome. So right after that did you um like get a job like was it in web illustration or graphic design? <laughs> yeah, so basically I um I got a job as a design well, okay, I'll not say that. I got a job uh more or less as a production designer kind of um it was at a company um the company sold a product that was extremely boring, but I was very happy to, um, at that point, uh, I remember at that point in my career, I was very thankful. I told myself if I could work at a computer, uh, all day instead of, uh, like bussing tables at a hotel I was working at and working in the kitchen and stuff, that would be, my life would be set. <laughs> so I basically, um, and I think, too, at that time, too, because that was actually after um, kind of 9-11 stuff, the economy, it was, I know at that time after 9-11 stuff, it was harder. Uh, I think design jobs were a little bit more scarce and stuff, and so I remember just, I was kind of just taking whatever, you know, whatever comes my way that's not me working at the hotel, like it, when I was in school, then I was going to take it. So I ended up um, just kind of taking a, a more or less production entry level layout job so just doing like lots of layout that was um, not the most fulfilling or it just became unsatisfying very fast but, yeah for sure yeah but that's good so I mean it was like mostly print right so yeah yeah for cool. sure okay and um, so like how I mean a lot of your work now is like digital um, and I mean as in like a, like on the web or on iOS and stuff like that like but how did you like go through that transition did you feel like yeah. it was just like a smooth transition or like um and which one do you like more like I mean I'm sure you like digital better but uh just in general like what kind um, of yeah yeah I mean so the transition I will say was hard um so, I guess, so in school, like, when in the early, you know, early 2000s, the web was, like, this, it was great to have this, like, print 
background, this you know traditional uh, graphic design. That was that was awesome and great. And I don't know how much of that exists still today. And so, I mean, I'm sure it still does, but I know there's definitely a huge focus on digital stuff because that's where so much stuff has gone. But yeah. um, we had just a a little. We had like one web course, but I loved it. I remember, you know, getting to um, code like like HTML and CSS and mm. like you know code our own like web pages and and, and I loved it. So I kind of had this you know technical aspect to my work and what I liked doing. And what I really liked about it was was the fact that I could actually code some stuff and then see it um, see it come to life on the web. It's pretty pretty cool and um and then at that time the the thing that was kind of getting popular was flash because flash was you know before html5 and and um you know really there was more uh, progression of the web flash was like the only thing that you where you could basically there was no bounds for what you could do like on the web it was like you just you just could make whatever flash site you want it could do whatever kind of animations you wanted and you could basically throw it up on a web page and everybody could see it. Um, so we had, um, we never had any Flash classes, which kind of bummed me out because that was kind of the thing back then. And so I basically just got a book and then taught myself Flash and then just, you know, figured out how to animate in Flash and, and how to do that kind of stuff. And so then I kept on just outside of work really kind of pushing myself um, on the web side of things. So I kept pushing, um, just learning more CSS, more HTML stuff, keeping up really on the web side of things and doing a lot of Flash stuff, um, doing some ActionScript stuff. Um, and I just kind of kept pushing myself. I, I didn't do that stuff like at my day job for sure, but um, and I had some other friends too that, that did web stuff a lot, and I loved it. Like, I I wished like that could have been my actual job. Like, I always wanted to do something more um, than definitely what I was doing. But I would just kind of keep pushing myself on the side and working with other friends that I had that were kind of doing that stuff for their day job, and they would just kind of keep almost like coaching me when I was doing that stuff, they would tell me, oh yeah, like, you're, you know, you're, um, you know, getting, getting better and, and, um, progressing or I'd see the stuff they were doing and it would just blow my mind. Um, I know for a long time I was very envious of my friends because I felt like they were always working on really cool projects. Um, I had one buddy in Portland. If you live in Portland and you do design, um, most everybody in Portland does stuff for Nike all the time. Like Nike just like um, sends out all their work to all different agencies in Portland. And I had a buddy that got to work on all kinds of cool stuff for Nike. And I was always just like, man, I wish I could do cool stuff like that. Or um, So I would just always just kind of push myself outside of work. And that's kind of how I learned. I would learn just how to do anything. I'd just Google stuff and learn how to do stuff. And i just build um, on my own. I really loved seeing, you know, a, a static design or, um, stuff like that, like come to life, like on the web or become even like practical or like usable, um, in like a digital space. So that was always like really interesting to me. Yeah, that's super interesting. And I think that, um, like there's something like 
like you said, like very satisfying of like just being like that interaction design, which is something that is fairly new, and um, and just being able to like, especially with Flash, I remember like the time um, when at the time like it was like all Flash websites, you know, it was, like someone were just so crazy, like just like yeah. just really experimental stuff, which was right. really good that that happened. Um, but then I'm also happy that uh, it kind of went more the HTML CSS side rather than right. like this huge like experimental. So I mean, yeah. So that's really interesting. Um, so right now you're you're at uh, Oven Bits, mm-hmm. and you're a designer, a senior designer. Or? Yeah, just just a designer. Cool. Uh, I I don't know. I guess some people have told me, oh, you're a senior designer. I don't even really know what that is. I'm just yeah. a just a designer. I just kind of do my thing, and, and that's all I know. <laughs> cool. No, that's awesome. And uh, do you, like, work on, on, like, the the company products, or do you work on the client side of things, like, or is yeah. it both? It, it's both, but I would say right now more it's more of the services side. Cool. Um, it's... I don't know. I think that's just kind of just how it is. Not any particular reason. Um, but if they needed me more on like the product side or whatever, that's you know, it's just that's fine too. <laughs> oh, cool. So they're like really flexible. Like you can work in in and out of different things. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really just you know, right now where wherever I'm needed. You know, if I'm on a project, um, I mean, I'm pretty happy either way. It's just um, yeah, yeah. I think overall, I just like. I like solving problems, so every every project has its own problems to solve, and kind of, um, you know, and as long as you know, right now it's like doing different things. So whether it's our own, you know, internal project or uh, a client, you know, there's all kinds of different things you know we could be doing. Um, so that's that's good. It's not like it's good to kind of move around like a little bit. Nice. Yeah, for sure. It kind of keeps it fresh and like sometimes like being stuck in one thing for a long time is just deteriorates. I think like you start kind of focusing on details and then not really on the full picture, which there's a balance between those two things. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I've been following on Instagram like uh, I really love the um, it's like kind of technical illustrations that you've been doing. And uh, there's one on the wall that says. Uh, wrestle ideas, uh, not yeah. people. Yeah, that's such a cool concept. I think it it applies really well. Like you know, I think sometimes, um, I don't know. It just really resonates with me. Like my experience of like taking things too hard and like, yeah, it's it's not about the people. It's like the ideas and like defending those ideas and stuff. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, what does a typical day look for you? Like, what do you? Yeah, right now, oh, man, a typical day for me um, is I get up really early, so probably like 6 a.m. Um, I drive into Dallas. I like to get up early because I like avoiding traffic, mm-hmm. uh, so I just want to skip that altogether. And uh, I also think in the morning um, I'm, I'm probably my most uh, – freshest and I'm most uh, focused yeah um, so I get into work probably make me myself some coffee um, 
I start to kind of think about my day, so I kind of I'll have a uh, uh, right now I'm using a dot grid book because uh, I think it's just a cool book, uh, but but just kind of any kind of sketch pad or anything like that, and just I like to just write out like this is what I want to do today, like these are the things I need to accomplish, these are the things I need to do, um, kind of more or less like high level stuff, just because. You know, we always have like so many things to do in the day, but um, and and I don't think anybody can ever get everything done in a day. Yeah. Uh, but there are. But if I didn't go, if I went through the day and I didn't achieve like one, if I mean, if I definitely didn't achieve one thing, I definitely I'd be really sad. But uh, but but definitely, um, I like to to kind of write out these high level things that are like. Okay, if I do these things today, like uh, it's been a successful day, and I and I can focus on those things, and then the little things kind of go in between that. So I kind of start on a piece of paper, write out like, okay, these are the things I want to do today, um, and then really I just kind of work on whatever project um, I'm kind of working on. Um, I've been, as of late, been uh, working more in uh, Sketch, the program Sketch, which has been really cool. Yeah, um, for um, just uh, quick iteration and kind of. Um, basically knocking out different views for you know apps and, and the web and stuff and um, it's been a pretty cool tool um, but essentially yeah it's just kind of I'm either I'm either working on something or I've I'm kind of in in a project and or I'm kind of sometimes uh, it might be the tail end of some projects so I'm kind of more just um, trying to finish things up or um, maybe uh, wrap some things up for the developers uh, maybe the next phase is they're going to start developing whatever I've been designing so i got to like clean up stuff and communicate some stuff to them or, um, that's kind of I mean I guess so that's the day and then uh, I like to head out of work early because traffic gets crazy here in Dallas really early so I, I basically leave anywhere from like 2 to 3 o'clock in the afternoon I skip traffic, I get home I jump on my laptop for another probably hour and then then it's uh, wrestling our kids until uh, <laughs> bedtime, and uh, and then it's a nightmare to try to get them to go to bed at night. And by the time we put them into bed at like eight o'clock, usually me and my wife are completely wiped and just like hitting the pillow um, like nobody's business. So nice. Um, nice. that's kind of a typical day as of late. <laughs> Cool. So, um, so, do you have time for freelance at all? Yeah, I mean, right now, like, so, I, I, you know, I love keeping the door open uh, for just, uh, you know, freelance work. I, I haven't been pushing that as of late. I, I would say because of kids, like, it's been really hard um, to to do more side stuff. Like, there's, um, if you know, I always leave the door open if somebody has something compelling. Um, to do, um, and I, like, I'll work on stuff, like, if the kids haven't, like, killed my brain so much that I can, um, <laughs> uh, like, I'll, I'll make, like, another pot of coffee or something, like, I have to go to bed to try to, like, get my brain back in gear and, and work on something, but, um, I think, like, as of late, like, I've really been trying to focus on, I mean, I would say that I have the least amount of experience right now with, with mobile stuff, um, apps, and, and things. I, I mean, I've definitely learned a lot. I've been at Ovenbits for about three years, and I've been learning so much and picking things up. But I'm really trying to – I want to definitely be great at that that kind of stuff. And, um, 
so as of late, I've been really trying to focus um, at work on that kind of stuff. Uh, the work there is it's satisfying and fulfilling. There's always great challenges. We get to work with some pretty amazing clients too. So it's um, it's it's not boring like by any means. But like my first kind of place I was at for a long time, but. Um, I don't know. I guess I just always I always leave the door open, and, and my freelance life is is just like going. It's not like going away. It's just more of like it's the work's been winding down because I'm not really, I'm not actively like pursuing it. But I mean, if somebody says, "Hey, like, do you want to do this thing, or can you do this thing?" Um, if it's compelling enough, like uh, you know, I might want to do it like in the evening. Maybe I'll you know grab a cup of coffee or whatever and do it. And I think too, I have a lot of personal projects that I'm really more interested in right now and freelance just um it's fun but i've also been like man i want to do there's some personal projects i get more excited about so uh, you know not that some freelance projects can be fun but i think it's more of like oh i just want to work on you know my own like personal projects if i have if my brain is up to it and i've got you know i'm not super tired right now but yeah for sure right now Nice, yeah. No, I, I feel the same way. Like, it's you know, freelance and like personal projects. Just kind of like they they kind of make like they satisfy you a little bit more because it's like your idea, your thing, and like you know, finding right. the balance between like full time and freelance is really difficult. Right. Um. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, in terms of um, like, like I for pricing like how do you go about like pricing stuff we don't have to go into detail like how much you charge <laughs> of course but like sure i i get this question asked so much like how do you right. like price things out because as creators sure. we just kind of we can say like hey this is gonna yeah. take like 10 days and it takes like an hour or vice versa you know yeah, so, yeah. i think i tried this is what i've been doing as of late um to be honest, I think I learned as of late that I'm actually really cheap. <laughs> but uh, I, for freelance stuff, I, I think of it like this: like I'm either gonna do something for somebody for free mm-hmm. because I, I like my whole thing is I never not I I always want to help everybody out. Like I think that's almost my problem. Like I always want to help. If anybody has something, I'm always just um, you know yeah, I can do it. Yeah, I want to do it. Like, I've always been kind of a guy in the past, like, no matter what's been on my plate, I'll just be like, I want to do it. I want to do it. Because I definitely have this kind of, like, there's definitely a business side to myself, too, where I'm just like, um, uh, I think of almost anything as, like, an opportunity. Like, something, like, any kind of project, regardless of what it is, I feel like has the opportunity to turn it into something uh, maybe more, maybe it's uh, something little, but it turns into somebody being like, oh, hey, Ryan did this cool thing, like, and maybe they, like, tell their friends, and then, you know, so I've always never want to be a person that kind of turns somebody down, I, but I think that um, when it comes to a project, like, if somebody was to approach me and say, uh, I feel like as a like, I need to, I definitely, my time is, I feel like it's valuable, so especially that's become even more increasing with like my kids and just like as busy as it's been lately. Well, I will say like before kids, I could, I mean, I could, I would pretty much say, uh, yes to everybody. And I pretty much would just, you know, work. I would just work all the time. I mean, there was, there was times before kids where I would just be working seven days a week, all day, all night. And it's cause I, 
like I loved it for sure, but also I don't know, like but now it, now it's harder. So now I'm kind of like, okay, I'm having to say no more, and uh, which which definitely bums me out. Um, but from a pricing standpoint, it, it it really needs to be worth my time, and it's either going to be. Um, I've kind of told myself that I'm not going to do anything less than a certain amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it's, or, so I have the option to either do something for free. And if I do something for free, that usually means it's more of a, I'm going to kind of whip this out really quick. And because it's free, I'm helping this person out probably, but also we're not doing feedback. We're not doing like, it's like, and, and usually I'll read the situation and I'll probably figure that that type of person is going to probably love whatever I knock out anyway. But like if somebody said, I need this logo for like this little thing and they were my buddy, but I wanted to help them out. Um, but maybe I knew that money was tight or whatever. I'd be like, okay, like let me just bust you out something real quick because I want to help you. Yeah. Um, but if there's somebody I know that like, you know, probably has some dollars or they're a legit company, like they're like, oh, we're like this established company and we're going to, you know, we want to pay you, then you're going to pay me. So you're going to pay me like a good, good money, a good hourly rate. Um, and that's kind of how I've been going about things. I think, um, what I try to do, I guess, is in my mind, think about, um, I, I guess I would say, what's your budget? And then I would assess whether that, that budget is something I can work with then after that it would probably be me like estimating it like it's going to take this many hours and it's going to take this like because of my schedule I'm, I'm definitely up front too like I, I have a job that it, you know it's my I mean basically uh, it's like my job my day job which I love uh, and my kids and family and so many things come before almost pretty much the side work so if somebody really wants to work with me I'm very upfront that like like the, this is the reality of like my life. So if you if you if you're willing to deal with that, then cool. That that's yeah. probably they're willing. To, that's a good thing. And if they're not willing to do that, then fine. Like that's then that we're not a good fit, you know. But if there's something uh, where somebody had the dollars uh, and the time and the patience to deal with kind of my schedule, um, then that could be a fit. Um, but definitely, you know, in my when I was younger, I would definitely do things I was I think I've learned as of late that I'm probably kind of cheap but I definitely don't feel like I'm being more or less screwed over (laughs) in a sense like I feel like I'm compensated fairly for my work and that's all I know like I I don't think I really had a good picture of what maybe a a good hourly rate was or something but somebody told me randomly what somebody else was like charging I was like holy moly I'm really cheap but I always felt like I was being fair to people um, and also that I, I felt like I was being paid fairly for my effort, like as of late, if there was like a, some kind of project I was working on. But um, I think that the best thing you can do uh, when pricing is, I think, um, ask the client what the budget is. If their budget's like, you know, nothing, then you need to make a decision of what you're going to do with that and you need to you definitely need to have contracts in place you need to be upfront with everything yeah you need to um uh come up with like a schedule um you need to um you you have to do all that stuff up front because if you don't like you're going to get you're going to get burned you can't um 
don't ever, it's like, don't ever do work for people when they're like, oh, like this will pay off down the road. Or like, you just, you can't do that. You have to turn those people away. Or, um, yeah, you just, we're, we're, you know, we're workers too. Like we're, um, you know, we're the doctors of design, right? Like, or we're like, um, and the, the thing is, is people want our skills for some kind of business where they're going to make money. So it's, it's like, for the most part, I mean, not all the time, like maybe someone's like, Hey, can you like make my kid a birthday card or something? But I mean, like if it's, if it's a client, like whether like I've got this product or, um, it, you know, oh, we're not making that money now, but later I'll be able to pay you. It's like, 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 you know, you need to pay up like right now. Like, so that's kind of, that's kind of my thoughts. Yeah, no, that's, that's so true. I think that it's sometimes it's really hard to find budgets. Like sometimes they're like, people don't even know, but but I think that's that's the way it should go. I think you're right. I think um, that way you know if it's worth your time. And also, I really love the approach of like, okay, I have a certain range where I can work with. And then there's also if, you know, if you want to help somebody out, like that's totally worth it too. Um, because like what you said was, was really interesting, which is that, and I always say this too, like if you open one door, it just opens other doors. Right. And I feel like that's how my experience also has been. Like just you, you open one thing and then it just opens like a whole array of other things based mm -hmm. on like either like posting it on Dribble to like right. just meeting somebody new. And like, that's, that's really interesting. Um, yeah. So like in terms of that, like what, what's uh you're working on like some amazing stuff like it's really good projects uh but what's your favorite up to now like what do you think has been like one thing that's just highlights um yeah my, my favorite project right uh that i've ever worked on right now is the bible after kids um uh uh many maybe some of your listeners don't know but i had a chance to work with your wife for a while um, on the Bible app for kids, which was pretty, pretty awesome. Um, she's, she's awesome. And, and just, um, I, I think that project in itself was one of my favorite projects because it really speaks to my faith. And, and a lot of times, um, I feel like I can't, I honestly, I feel like I can't do a project that's any better than that one in my career because, um, one, it speaks to my faith and who I am Two, it basically, touched every single kind of thing that like I'm interested in it like touch I touched design and animation and because I have like little kids it was like super cool because I'm like whoa I'm making this thing for kids and I have kids and so they're kind of get to be involved in in and all that kind of stuff and um it's it's I think as of today over 10 million installs which is kind of crazy and like a billion uh, not a billion uh, in uh, I think it's in 11 or 12 languages now it's released all over the world um, that's a project where you know right now I'm working on projects uh, for um, uh, right now I'm working on projects for uh, L'Oreal Cosmetics right now which is pretty cool um, another company uh, 
that I'm working on with the uh, Traeger Grills. They're kind of like a grill company, and they're based out of Utah, um, which is kind of cool. We're building ads for those, you know, companies, and those those companies are like legit, really big, big companies. But and that's cool. But like, I, I don't honestly, I don't think I'm really going to work on anything that's going to be cooler or have more of an impact or be more important than in that project in my career. And I don't think that means it's like mic drop, I'm done. <laughs> like. But, I mean, obviously, like, but it, it's just that project, um, I'm very thankful to work with, on that project. I've gotten, that that project has, um, you know, opened up, not opened up doors for me, but I've gotten to meet some really cool people um, because of that project, and um, your wife being one of them, I think she's really cool and really awesome. Um, and, and again, like, you know, if, if I didn't work with her, then, and then she you know, I wouldn't probably meet you or know of you as much. And, and then I just start making these connections with like really cool people. And I'm like, man, this is really cool. And it's, it's awesome because like, honestly, like I never thought I'd be like meeting some of these kind of people in the industry and getting to do something like this. I think it's crazy. I've never done a podcast interview or anything like that. Like, and you know, I never thought I'd ever be doing anything like that project or even I never uh if I was to go back probably actually five years ago I don't think I'd ever be here I don't, I don't think I'd be in Texas I don't think I'd ever work on the Bible for kids I don't think I'd ever get to meet people from Disney or or anything like that like that was all stuff that um I would be like man it'd be cool to do something cool someday you know and and um so I don't know I just feel really thankful you know for that project and and that kind of stuff no, that's awesome. And I think, I mean, I was going to ask you what would you like to do in the future. Um, <laughs> but, no, that's amazing. And I think, like, one of the one of the great things is, like, like making sure that what you do fulfills you as a person, as, a, you know, in all kinds of different levels. Because sometimes I think uh, just your work can bug you down. And, and being proud of what you do and being, like, into what you do makes a gigantic difference on 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 your life and people's lives you know so yeah that's really interesting um yeah can you uh, i'm super interested on the sidekicks app like can you tell us a little bit more like how that came yes. about and stuff yeah so that's uh just i guess because i have also a love for tech stuff and um that really came about because um uh, I'm think I'm kind of blessed and thankful to work with some really smart developers and kind of uh, there was a developer that basically I was working on the Bible app for kids with and he's pretty much an iOS genius and um, a really cool guy and and um, to be honest like one day people were getting excited about the Apple Watch and and everything and um, it was kind of like oh what can you do with this thing and what can you do with this thing and so. To be honest, I remember being at breakfast with Jonathan, uh, my developer friend guy, and then we were just um, talking about, um, I think it was actually a month away before the Apple Watch had launched, and I was we were just talking, and it was like, maybe we should make something for Apple Watch, and he was, because he had been basically like um, exploring the development kit and kind of learning everything, and he... he uh, 
so we were trying to come up with ideas, and I was like, what do you think we should make? And he, he pulled up a list from some um, website. I think it was, like, uh, one of the tech websites, and they had this, like, top ten list of apps that they wanted to see on the Apple Watch. And we started reading through them, and, and one of the things they wanted to see was a Tamagotchi. And so I thought about it, and we were thinking about it, and, and I don't know, it just, like, clicked. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, we could totally do that. And one thing that was interesting was one thing that wasn't supposed to be like happening on the Apple Watch, especially on the release, was animation. So animation was like people were like, you can't do animation on the Apple Watch or there's no support for like, you know, this stuff. And um, But there was. There was a way you could do animation. The one way you could do animation was with a, a ping sequence, so a PNG sequence or whatever. So um, it probably wasn't the most like um, – you know, uh, lightweight solution. It probably wasn't um, the cleanest way of doing it, but I was like, you know, we we could do it. So we kind of made it a challenge for ourselves. We were like, hey, like, why don't we see if we could make a character and um, let's see if we could do this. So we really just kind of, uh, you know, try to come up with ideas and, um, and, uh, I think I was kind of had one of those shower moments where I was trying to think of a name for our, uh, like we, we came with a dinosaur. We liked, uh, or not a dinosaur, a dragon. We thought a dragon would be really cool. And then I kind of needed to come up with a name for us. I think I was in the shower one morning and I was just came up with the word sidekick. And I was like, wait, sidekick. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like uh, the Apple watch, it lived inside your side, like and your sidekick, like that could be like your, you know, your, your pet or something. So I, I kind of came up with the name and then, um, and then, yeah, we were probably about four weeks out and we just kind of thought we could do it. We started doing some tests and, um, just started with a, a simple character. And then, um, we basically came up with all the kind of logic behind the character. And then, um, and we figured out kind of the least amount of animations and stuff we had to do to kind of make a legit thing. And, um, and then basically, uh, we just kind of, uh, thankfully my wife allowed me to kind of, uh, not, uh, not, not do some of those, uh, parenting, putting the kids to bed nights. And I, and I got to kind of sneak away to coffee shops and just kind of like burn some midnight oil to kind of get this thing out. But, but we ended up, you know, getting sidekicks out, um, go right before launch and, and, and then it kind of, kind of just came out there and and uh it was cool it was neat to um it turned out that we weren't actually the the, the only people to, to put animation or even do like a character there was another company that did one uh, did a phenomenal job um but i think we were one of the first to do uh, an animated character on the apple watch it was pretty cool and um and and, and we had definitely was tough because we couldn't actually test it um, before launch because nobody had an Apple Watch so uh, that was the hard thing and then once it was released we went oh my goodness this is it was like performing horribly and I think a lot of developers and people ran into that because they didn't have an actual test device or anything to work with but um, I don't know it was just kind of cool it was just like super convenient and we kind of did it um, to be honest that's really uh, we were kind of hoping like we could continue to push because we think it's a cool idea and, and we still want to but I mean unfortunately like me and that developer have been so busy um, and we just like tr- 
keep trying to take little baby steps to kind of keep on pushing it. I think we still are going to try to keep pushing it. We think it's a great idea, and we think um, we've always kind of envisioned, like, more characters and um, more stuff. Um, but it's crazy, like, just how much work even, like, the littlest thing can take. And um, but yeah, that's kind of what that's, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, you know, having, like, not having a device, like, you're, especially, like, a new thing that comes out like that, like, you know, the Apple Watch was, like, you know, how are people going to interact with it? Like, how, like, what's more in intuitive for people to use? Like, so that, that must have been a challenge, but, like, a really fun challenge to, like, story how it came about. Um, so at this at this point, we have what's called the power round. Um, okay. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you like seven quick questions. So, um, yeah. So who has been an inspiration to you? Yeah, I think, uh, my biggest inspirations right now, um, uh, I, I really like, uh, uh, invisible creature is probably one of my biggest inspirations, uh, eight hour day out of Minneapolis, another agency there. Um, and, uh, I really like the work of Joby and friends in Portland. Uh, I think cause I'm from Portland and stuff. I think their work is uh, awesome, but I think like, I like them the most, uh, they inspire me the most because, um, they're essentially design and, uh, illustration shops. I love illustration. I love design. Yeah. Um, I love digital stuff too, but I really love that it's not just illustration and, and I, and I see so much of the design in their work, but obviously like those guys, you know, blow my minds all the time, and and you know, I I hope to make stuff that's even like a fraction as good as like and and even yourself, you guys, uh, you know, your work is my inspiration too. There's so many so many people too, and I'm just like, you know, mind blown. I wish I was like, I wish I could go back in time with like my skills and knowledge now to like my early twenties where I could just go for days and days and days and didn't have any like you know, responsibility or anything, so I could just, like, crush stuff. But it's, like, right now I just kind of, you know, have to just do things at such a small, slow, like, little pace. <laughs> no, but in many ways that's good because, I mean, focus is one of the key elements, I think. Like, you know, like, having a lot of things can can kind of jeopardize themselves. I don't know. It just yeah. feels like when you have, like, a by chunk of time like you kind of focus and okay like prioritize and like see what's the best thing um yeah. cool so what's your favorite design tool uh, my favorite design tool is probably adobe illustrator cool uh pen or pencil pencil and favorite app it could be evernote it could be uh, a productivity a game Man, favorite app. Yeah. Um. I mean, my favorite app is probably Instagram. That's a super super lame answer, but I'm I like it. I'm kind of on it all the time, and and um, I I wish I spent more time kind of exploring apps, but that's that's probably the truth right now. It's probably actually my favorite app. So pretty lame. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, all right, uh, favorite book? It could be a design, business, or anything. Yeah, favorite book. Um, hmm. Fiction. 
favorite book, uh, Creativity Inc. is one of my favorite books. Nice. I, lo- I really love that book. And if you were a band, what would be your name? So if I was in a band, well, okay, this is kind of cool. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I've always, I've always felt like I've had the best idea for a Bob Seger cover band. So if I was ever in a band, uh, the name of our Bob Seger cover band would be Close But No Seger. Oh my god, that's amazing! I, I feel like it's brilliant, and somebody needs to just make that band because I <laughs> they're gonna make they're gonna make million dollars. If I if I could if I was a better musician, I would form the band, and it would be amazing. That's awesome, man. What could be uh, like your best tip for like a designer that wants to do what you're doing and like just any aspiring designer or illustrator at this point um, to like help build their brand or just in general like what do you think is a, the best tip that you can provide I think the, the biggest advice I have is, is just work hard yeah. um, <clears throat> especially if you're in a spot where uh, well looking back uh, I like to just think of my life of before kids and after kids so before kids like you have pretty much all day, every day to work. Like I know, like, like I love what I do as a, like a designer. It's who I am. It's what I want to do. It's what I like burn to kind of do. Like, like, um, you know, so if you're designing stuff and you're not, um, you're not satisfied by it and it's a job, you know, like you should probably just not, be a designer, you should be doing something else. But if you're like, if you're passionate about it, um, you know, nobody's stopping you from working your butt off. Like nobody's stopping you from working nights, working weekends. And uh, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm saying like, that's the reality, but like you kind of need to, the harder you work, you're just, you're going to get better at what you do. Um, and I don't know. That's my only advice. I think if I could go back in time, you know, I, 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 I know I worked hard, but also like, I wish I would have even worked harder. I think in school, I wish I would have worked harder. Um, and I think like a lot of times when I just went out and goofed around, um, I wish I could take some of that time back to work hard. I, I think it's just, it's just like work hard. Like I don't really know of a, a better uh, answer than that. If you work hard too, you're gonna get you're gonna get better, more efficient at like all the tools and all that kind of stuff. Um, it'll allow you to kind of focus on more of the thinking side of things and creativity side of things and um, exploring kind of things when you um, <clears throat> you kind of work more hard at like those production things. And I think too, just like research to like research the crud out of stuff, um, explore a ton of stuff. Um, and work hard. I think um, you know you'll you, you can go a long way if you do those things. I think. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, cool. So finally, like, where can people find your work? Um, Instagram, Jerwell. Uh, yeah, if you want to shoot some links, and I'll put them on the on the show notes too for people to follow. Through. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, uh, people can uh, see my my work on uh, on uh, Dribble. Um, Twitter, uh, Instagram, pretty much my handle on all those is martial arts 83. 
Um, martial arts is kind of my thing, so, um, and uh, my website's uh, uh, martialartscreative.com. Um, and also you can uh, see me on the Oven Bits website. Um, you know, I'm part of that team, but uh, pretty much martial arts is my thing, so you can uh, find, find me on anything with that, so. Cool, well, thanks so much, man. It was really inspiring and really insightful to like hear your story, and, um, and yeah, hopefully we'll have you back soon. <laughs> thanks so much, I appreciate thanks, man. it. All right, take care, man. Bye-bye. Yeah, so that sums up our conversation. Make sure to check us out at blackformat.com where you can find more information about the podcast um, and also join our Slack community, which is at blackformat.slack.com. See you guys next time.